Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings today from our Smoothie King Center studios in downtown New Orleans. I'm Sean Kelly. We're over here today because the Pelicans are home tonight. They take on... The Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah, Kobe Bryant's in town tonight. Lakers lost last night to Memphis on the road. That makes them 1-6. The Pelicans come into this action tonight 3-3 three and three after splitting a tough road trip with a win at San Antonio and the loss at the Cleveland Cavaliers. We've got quite a mix uh, on the show today for you. We're, of course, going to talk about tonight's basketball game, and we'll do so with David Wesley. It is a Wesley Wednesday, and uh, Davis will give us his, Dave will give us his thoughts rather on the first six games so far, and uh, what lies ahead here with two at home this week, Lakers tonight, Minnesota on Friday. We'll also go inside the locker room uh, post-shoot-around style today as we got a chance to visit with Drew Holiday, the Pelicans point guard, also shares uh, his thoughts on how things have started and uh, what it will uh, take to beat the Lakers tonight and begin um, a good series against them this season. You know, I think that when you look back on last season um, – and I'm going to talk about this with David a little bit too, you forget that there were some teams that the Pelicans had plenty of success against. They swept the season series against five Eastern Conference teams last year. They won the season series against the Los Angeles Lakers two games to one. So, as a matter of fact, winning the last of the uh, meetings at Los Angeles, something they hadn't done in a long time. But uh, tonight they'll look for a good start to that series and a good start to this homestand as uh, these are two big ones here before heading out west next week. On the football side, Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com stops by. Daniel Salerson and Jake always on Wednesdays get you ready for the uh, fantasy football weekend. And then we have uh, some Saints Hall of Fame conversation a little bit later on. Of course, the uh, Saints Hall of Fame uh, induction, luncheon, festivities, all that are this weekend here in New Orleans. And John Carney is one of those being inducted into the Saints Hall of Fame. We'll talk more with John later in the week, but uh, got a chance to visit with his wife, Holly, who stopped by the uh, Smoothie King Center studios today. Daniel Salerson visiting with Holly a little bit later on about her project. That's right. John's not the only one who's busy in the Carney household. Uh, Holly is now a, uh, an accomplished children's writer and has uh, something to share with us today, so that's a part of our show as well. 
Uh, as far as the Saints go, <laughs> can't believe that we have bumped them all the way down to this part of the conversation, but they are back to work today in earnest, a full day on the practice field, meeting rooms, video, the whole nine yards, uh, as they prepare now for the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, we'll say that later on today, John DeShazer and I will have a full recap of their uh, work on NewOrleansSaints.com and the Saints mobile app. So a very busy show for you today on this Wednesday. Glad you're with us. Hope you're coming to the game tonight. And we'll talk about tonight's game and a whole lot more with David Wesley next. Stay up to date on the latest breaking New Orleans Saints news by downloading the team's official app presented by Verizon. Check out the 2014 schedule, league standings, and statistics. Plus, have access to watch live press conferences with Coach John Payton and players while reliving your favorite Saints moments. The Saints app makes the perfect game day companion with a detailed map of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome highlighting the facility's amenities. The free New Orleans Saints app presented by Verizon is available to download on iTunes and Google Play. I'm Linda, mother of two beautiful 13-year-old twins. While my son has brown hair and blue eyes and my daughter has blonde with green eyes, they both share one identical DNA trait. I hate spinach. No one leaves the table until you finish your vegetables. Getting my kids to want to eat vegetables, that's my purpose. Blend it now. Try the new veggie blends at Smoothie King. It's the tastiest way to get your kids to love vegetables. Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Guess what day it is? Hump day? Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Former NBA star, now analyst with Fox Sports New Orleans, David Wesley has pulled himself away from the floor. Shoot-around is concluded here at the Smoothie King Center, and it is a Wesley Wednesday. Sweet! Yes, a Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome home, my friend. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad we're getting our daily dose of Wesley Wednesday. I agree, and I'm glad we do it in person, and I'm glad that there are two home games this week, two big home games this week for the Pelicans, who now find themselves 3-3 three and three after the road trip. Yeah, I heard you mention must win, and uh, I concurred. Win. Yeah, 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 must win uh, Wednesday and Friday's game. We need these wins. I, you didn't say must win. I I'm putting words in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Is that the same thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they, they, we do need these. And simply, one, because it's a home game. you you got to take care of home. And if you plan to be in the playoffs, home games have a significant importance. But when you have such a tough schedule coming up, and we looked at that December schedule, which is brutal, uh, these are the ones you have to take care of. And this will be too go- a good opportunity to go out on the road five and three. Pelicans come home from a one-and-one road trip. What did you think of the two games, San Antonio and Cleveland? I I thought they were excellent uh, games, both of them. I I thought, uh, obviously, the San Antonio win was exceptional, fun to watch. Got that monkey off their back with, uh, you know, not winning in the last five times against um, San Antonio. So, uh, good win there and had their opportunity. Was, Was right there in the game against Cleveland. Didn't quite close the game like they wanted to, uh, but uh, played well, played hard, and uh, you know they got to keep that same style. I think I think they got a little sloppy offensively. I, I think I heard Coach talk about that this morning. Got to be crisp, got to ex- execute, especially down the stretch. Yeah, I think that he was also pretty hard on their defense too. Sixty-seven points in the second half for the Cavs, but let's not forget that it was the best night that Irving and 
and uh, James have had together. There's no doubt about that. I just got this feeling, David, that at least LeBron was not going to let them lose another night at home. They've been kind of been knocked around a little bit about the start to their season. So I don't want to. I don't want to say it was wasn't in the cards, but you were up against that fact at least. Well, you you are, and I think they're somewhat figuring out what works for that team uh, a little bit. Putting LeBron on the ball, uh, he is a willing passer. He would much rather uh, seems you know have fifteen assists and and fewer points than than go out and get you forty, even though he's capable of that too. Uh, that's working. Taking Kyrie off the ball. He can go out and do what he does, which is score a bunch and have few assists. And, um, yeah, they played extremely well. And then, of course, in the fourth quarter, Love seemed to be open from three every time he caught the ball. Yeah, too many times. Um, I know it's only six games, but what what do you like or what is right with the Pelicans right now and what is not? I, I think right now they're inconsistent. Uh, every team talks about playing that 48 minutes and on, on both sides of the ball I think there's too many lapses whether it be offense or defense right now uh, I, I do like what they have I, I do like the mix of guys that 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 are that are playing well I you know I'd like to see Eric Gordon kind of get his his mojo back but you know when you see Tyreek penetrating and kicking and doing what he does putting up again you know 17 8 and 6 something like that uh, Anthony Davis obviously can can score every night for this team because he's so active around uh, the basket and has a knows how to play. Ryan Anderson, whoa! Uh, it's nice to see him just come barreling out of the you know out of the gates the other night and and get it going. I like the things that they're doing. I like the things that this team is capable of. But can they do it for longer stretches? Can they keep focused? And, and really execute, setting screens, rebounding the basketball, blocking out. The little things will make a big difference with this basketball team. Lakers tonight, Pelicans won the season series. I don't know if people realize that when they look back at last season. Pelicans won the season series against L.A. last year. This is the first of uh, four meetings this year between the two teams. You watched Los Angeles play last night. They lost at Memphis. They're now 1-6. and six. Um, What should we know? What should we take into the game tonight? with regard to Pelicans versus Lakers? Well, I, you know, the big talk was about Kobe. Would he be Kobe? And uh, I would call him Kobe Light. He still does a lot of the same things. He's still going to take a ton of shots. And if the game is close, watch out. He can still close out a game uh, the way he used to. His will to win is infectious when it comes to his teammates and he can lead a charge. So if this game is close tonight, they're going to have to make the Pelicans are going to have to make some really good stops. The other thing they do really well, knowing that Kobe shoots a lot, their bigs are very good at going to get his offensive rebounds. They rebounded the ball uh, well from the offensive side, 15 last night, and it really kept them in. They weren't shooting a great percentage in the first quarter, but – because they were going to get the glass, they stayed in it, and that's something that the Pelicans tonight are going to have to guard against. Pels should win, though, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. This Without is not a very good team. No, you're right. One and six. All right, so three and three Pels, one and six Lakers tonight. Some tickets are still available. Um, I think you got to do some digging, perhaps, but they're there for you. Pelicans.com or 504-525-HOOP. Hopefully we'll see you at the Smoothie King Center tonight.
Good stuff, David, and we'll uh, we'll hope for a good homestand here before we go out west. Hey, thanks a lot. And you bet. Fun out west. <laughs> Absolutely. Into the locker room we go. We'll continue on the Black and Blue Report in just a moment. At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. As we promised, we'll take you down to the Pelicans locker room where they are home tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers. Back home after the one-on-one road trip and Drew Holiday's kind enough to join us. Drew, what'd you take away from the, t- the two games out away from here? Um, I think we played really well against against some, uh, some top teams. Uh, we saw what our defense could do and... Um, Obviously, uh, we wanted to win against the Cavs, but we just need to execute defensively a, a lot better down the stretch. Six games in, is that enough to start to figure out what you guys are as a group? Or in your eyes, how many does it take? Or is it a length of time? I mean, help me understand what, it, what goes into figuring out you know, what, what a team can be or what it needs. Um, I think more so what we want to be is a defensive team, um, somebody who – uh, going in every night, our opponents know that we're going to play hard defensively, and uh, they're just not going to get easy shots. So it's going to be it's going to be a long night. You guys have accomplished some of that. I think that probably more so than anything else, the numbers that your opponents are getting in the paint are down from last year. Is that because of the two guys at the rim, or or because you guys are better on the ball? A combination? Help me out. Um, I think it has to do with the two guys. Uh, that they have to meet at the rim. Um, I think defensively, we, as a team, collectively, I think we've done a lot better communicating um, and I guess just taking pride in that, uh, especially one-on-one defense uh, against guys like LeBron or Kyrie or Tony Parker or Tim Duncan. I think uh, we've taken pride individually and then um, with times like that, we we don't leave one of our teammates on the island where he has to deal with it by himself. So. Um, I think collectively we've done a, a pretty good job coming together. Drew, from a point guard standpoint, help fans understand the difference between what your offense looks like when you're getting a stop defensively as opposed to taking the ball out of the net. Um, you'd rather get stops. Uh, it, <laughs> usually when we get stops, we, we go into uh, transition. And obviously with the talent that we have on this team, um, that might be our best offense. Uh, we are doing very well executing, and uh, that's something that we work on every day, executing offensively. So when you take the ball out through the net, that kind of slows down the game. But with the talent that we have and the speed and how athletic we are, 
uh, we'd much rather get in it out in transition. I remember a visit that you and I had even before the season started, and you said you were excited that there would be more than just you uh, with the ability to bring the ball up and at least start the offense. And we've seen that now where you've certainly run point guard but also have played off the ball as well. Has it been as enjoyable or as comfortable as you envisioned it would be? Uh, yeah. I mean, um, I don't want to say all the pressure's on you, but uh, <laughs> I guess you, you kind of disperse ball play um, where if Tyreek has uh, – I mean, he, he has it going on. Like, the, like his – He's killing that game. I mean, he's the one who's coming down, initiating offense. Um, he kind of has a better feel for the game because, I mean, he, he he's scoring and, and making passes and everything. So um, I think there's been like three games where he's been this close to a triple-double. So uh, I think we're really really pushing for that. But it seems like you're, you, uh, at least on the defensive end too, have benefited from maybe some, I wouldn't say time off on the offensive end, but some freedom of movement. Yeah, uh, where I, I guess I don't have to do as much offensively. Um, I, I can play off ball. I can read off Tyreek or AD, whoever has the ball, instead of um, actually going to the screen and roll or doing ever using up energy. And then obviously on the defensive end, uh, taking on that challenge of uh, whoever I have to guard that night. So, it's uh, again, I think it's been a pretty good pretty good combination. Lakers come in at 1-6. and six. There's still that guy named Kobe Bryant in that other locker room tonight. Um, if it were... Uh, a bullet point conversation, what would a couple of bullet points be that you guys are focused in on with regard to what you have to do here against them? Um, have Kobe see five guys, maybe even six if possible, uh, and uh, try to contain, um, obviously, the ball when, when it comes off the rim. Uh, obviously, we know that Kobe can catch fire pretty quick, but... Um, so I guess not try to stop Kobe, but contain him as best we can. And then when they miss shots or when other guys miss shots, uh, to, to grab those rebounds. Um, I think a big key for us is rebounding this game. They have Jordan Hill down there and Sacre and, and, uh, and Ed Davis. So guys who like to bang and uh, get those rebounds and then press out in transition, which is probably our best offense. Drew, thanks. All the best tonight. Thank you. Yep, Drew Holiday with us on the Black and Blue Report. More to come here on this Wednesday in just a moment. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. It is Wednesday, which means it's time for our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. And as always, joining me right now on the phone is Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com. And Jake, we were just talking about it before, and uh, the more 
the later on we talk during the season, I think the less and less football we get to talk about. So it's, it's starting to get a little sad. It's starting to get a little sad. You see the end of the road coming. It's, it's disappointing. I know. We're going to be talking playoffs soon, which is uh, kind of scary. Hopefully uh, your teams are making it, and uh, some of mine are. So uh, thanks to your your incredible <laughs> advice. Yeah, I'm glad that it worked out, especially with Sproles last week. Yeah, uh, for those who don't know, uh, emailed him uh, with a late uh, late advice, and it was uh, Sproles or Ben Tate, and uh, ended up working out well for me with uh, Mr. Sproles. So uh, well, let's get on enough about my fantasy football. Let's start. Let's talk Saints-Bengals, a big matchup uh, for both teams. Both teams needing a win. Uh, I want to talk about uh, players to look out for in this matchup, but primarily I want to focus on the Bengals' running backs and wide receivers, especially with Giovanni Bernard. If he is good to go, how does that affect him and Jeremy Hill? I think it puts a big question mark on their true value going forward because Hill's shown enough and did really well in his time without Giovanni Bernard in the backfield that you have to think we're probably looking at more of a 50-50 timeshare going forward, which frustrates fantasy owners, as so many backfields seem to do these days. Gio still has more upside, and if one was going to get more targets and carries than the other, I would definitely say it's Gio. But depending on the game flow, if they're up, a lot they're trying to grind out the clock which i don't expect this week against the saints but more so going forward or if you're looking at the goal line situations it's going to be hill so it really kind of depends on the matchup of whether you think it's going to be more hill or more geo at any rate both are now i would say low-end rb2 high-end rb3s based on their upside but also they're down there because of the questionable matchups it's really going to depend on game flow who sees more because hills look so good so for the most part, though, you are playing both of them if you have one of the two? I think you have to. It'd be very hard to not have either one of them if you own them in your lineup. Obviously, if you own both, I wouldn't want to try and start both. But you know, unless you have a Jennings who you and I were talking about before we came on the show, if you have him coming back and you don't need them, I could see benching them. But I think you'd have to be really deep at running back to not start them. They're still in the top 25, 30 running backs, which means they're starting in every league. All right, fair enough. Let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals. Best record in the league, but now their starting quarterback is out. Carson Palmer out for the year with a torn ACL. Drew Stanton has had some games of practice earlier this year when Carson was out. Um, Just like Sanchez last week, is Stan a legitimate fantasy replacement for Carson Palmer? I don't think he's quite uh, quite at the level of Mark Sanchez with the replacement in Philly. I think that Stanton is probably more of a mid to lower end QB two. Is not somebody I'm looking to step right in and put up the same type of numbers. And I think this actually really hurts the wide receivers. If you go through and look at the games with and without Carson Palmer for Fitzgerald for Michael Floyd, the numbers are ten times worse. They're they're really quite poor. And you drop Larry Fitzgerald to pretty much wide receiver three status at this point. And I think John Brown not only has let you know let past. Michael Floyd, but officially now that you know he had all the practice time with Stay, and I think that he surpassed him going forward too. So it affects the wide receivers and the fact that I I I would say there's probably a handful of quarterbacks you could pick off the waiver wire before I would look towards Stan. Now, I don't know if this guy is still on the waiver wire, but he could be for some teams. Adrian Peterson is going to have a grievance hearing on Monday. So if you have a chance, if he is available in your league right now, are you picking him up right away, even this week, even though he probably won't play on Sunday? I am if I have a spot, and there's a lot of teams that should at this point, especially because we're about the point of the season with the last five weeks here, is you want to start getting handcuffs and matchup players and upside players for the rest of the season. No longer do you need those wide receiver fives or RB fives who 
probably will never crack your rotation for the rest of the season. So that's where you could drop somebody like that for Adrian Peterson for the off chance that he does end up playing. I'm still I'm doubting whether or not he's even there next this week or next week. It sounds like that it's more of a week 15, 16, 17 possibility for his return. And you have to make the playoffs to be able to use him. And granted, he could win the playoffs for you if you make it that far. But don't forfeit a win this week or next week just to stash Adrian Peterson. If you have the spot, absolutely do it. But if he's going to cost you a potential flex spot quality player, I wouldn't pick him up even though he's so enticing. Another quarterback I want to talk about, um, I have him on one of my teams, very frustrated him right now, is Cam Newton. Some days it's like, great, I'm glad I have him. Um, and recently, though, I am not so sure I want him on my team. Is it time to give up on Cam Newton? It's getting close. And this is that's what I'm talking about is you look for the rest of the season of what's your situation. If you have Cam Newton with uh, Matthew Stafford or Philip Rivers or somebody like that, then absolutely I could see dropping him as potentially for a higher upside quarterback like a Robert Griffin or even a Mark Sanchez. Is you probably don't ever need that second quarterback, especially if it's Cam Newton. So go for the upside or grab somebody like uh, Jordan Matthews who could potentially be a wide receiver that helps you win in the playoffs. It's, it's really that point of the season where – Cam's probably not going to start for you the rest of the way, given his play, given the injury, uh, the fact that he's been forced to be more of a pocket passer because of that injury. And you take away Cam Newton's rushing ability and you take away a ton of his fantasy value. So that's why he is on the borderline being droppable. As in, if he's not starting for you, if you have another quality option, drop him. Pick somebody up with some upside. Do you give him one more chance? Granted, Atlanta's defense is pretty weak and that's their next opponent. <laughs> it. I want to say, I'd say yes, but I don't think that I would base too much off this opponent and okay. matchup because he's going to be a pocket passer because of that foot. And if he puts up 250 yards, two, three touchdowns, that's great. But it is against Atlanta. You know, if he starts facing the tougher defenses for the stretch run, you're not going to see those numbers. So if there's somebody like I would drop Cam Newton for Adrian Peterson, put it that way. Okay. All right. Uh, before I let you go, two or three waiver pickups for us this week. I already mentioned Jordan Matthews. He's mm -hmm. definitely somebody that I'd stash away. Back to the quarterbacks, I mentioned uh, Robert Griffin. If you need somebody for that upside, Teddy Bridgewater is really starting to get into the fold of the comfortable, uh, being comfortable in that offense and really starting to see the connection with Cordell Patterson making his value come back around. That's a quarterback that you could stash for upside. Uh, and then obviously running back with the situations going on in Denver, you have to grab C.J. Anderson. We don't know if it's Monte Bulk. Obviously both of them need to be owned, but we don't know how it's going to shake out just yet. Make sure both of them are owned in your league. I actually prefer Monte Ball a little bit for the long term, but you got to make sure both. And then if Reggie Bush is out this week, Theo Riddick has a ton of value again because we saw when Reggie Bush missed the game a few weeks ago. PPR league, Theo Riddick has a ton of upside. He's be somebody that if you're on a bye week and you're struggling and Bush is out and it sounds like Thursday, Friday he's not going to play, I, plug him in your flex spot. That's a very high upside play. Good stuff there, as always, from Jake Seeley. Uh, he's from rotoexperts.com. He's part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, as always, appreciate it, and uh, good luck as we get closer and closer to the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, good luck to you. Hope you make yours. I, I hope so, too. <laughs> <laughs> when we come back, more on this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. 
From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City, to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Be at the Smoothie King Center to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take flight on Wednesday, November 12th at 7 p.m. when the Los Angeles Lakers come to town for tobacco-free living night. The Pelicans Fest pregame block party tips off upon at 5.30 with music, inflatable games for the kids, appearances by Pierre the Pelican, Pelicans dance team members, and a whole bunch more. Tickets start as low as $24. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your seats today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We have a very special guest here in the Smoothie King Center studios. Holly Carney is here in a, a very special weekend for the Carneys. John being inducted into the Saints Hall of Fame. And Holly's pretty busy as well. As well. Holly, thanks for joining me today. Oh, thank you, Daniel. Thank you for having us. Now, first, let's start off with uh, John and the big uh, induction ceremony on Saturday. Just how excited are you all to be here for uh, the Saints Hall of Fame? It is such a blessing. And I must say, all those years where I had to hush the children because Daddy was focused <laughs> have paid off. And um, we're so blessed he's being inducted and the children get to be a part of it. They're all of the you know perfect teenage years where they're really aware of what's going on. Now, it seems like New Orleans you can consider a second home. You know, you were in San Diego for a long time, but New Orleans, you spent a lot of time here as well. We do consider this our second home. We miss it terribly when we're not here. We fly in and out of town um, frequently. My best friends are here that we made since 2001, and they're some it's just they're amazing it's hard to be away now i know john has a busy weekend but you have a busy weekend as well you have a new book out first let's uh talk about that what are um first let's tell us a little bit about your book well it's it's never really been done before quite this way i created a children's series and the first one's coming out in december called wicked not subtitle not all stepmothers are wicked and it's actually from the perspective of the stepmother when she was a little girl growing up and she knew one thing she would never be is a stepmother because she's not wicked or evil so um that's the first book that's coming out in december you know, it's funny because um, I have a stepmom as well, so it's pretty interesting that you wrote a book about it. what is um what made you want to tell this story. Oh, um, that's a good question. I wanted to give stepmothers a voice. My mission is to change the negative stigma of evil, wicked stepmother to a new arch- archetype, the apple mom, and the apple mom in my book is one who is loving and nurturing and loves all her children in the home as her own. Why why do you think there is such a negative stereotype, I guess, to a stepmom? Because, I mean, I have, I would say, a very good relationship with my stepmom. Why do you think there is such a negative stereotype towards a stepmother or even a stepfather? Well, I think, first, I have to say, stepfathers don't usually have such a bad rap because they pay all the bills and Uh they're always the good guys. But sometimes they do get a bad rap. But I have... um, you know, wicked not is for stepfathers as well. But for stepmoms, I really believe it's for generations. Um, the stories like Cinderella and um, Snow White, we have created an image of a stepmother to be wicked. And many, many people, even myself, were raised with these beautiful adjectives describing us. And when we marry the, the man of our dreams or the man we love who has children, 
we inherit an invisible title. That stepmother title, it, it's equal to ugly. Mm -hmm. And that's the title that I am inspired to change. And it's my, my goal to have a national movement of, you know what? Stepmothers are not, not all stepmothers are wicked. A new archetype, are you an apple mom? Absolutely. Now there's a lot of people that can benefit from this book. How can your book uh, help them? Well, I believe the goal of my book is to give all stepmothers permission to love their children as their own, all their children, and to give stepmothers permission um, to embrace the, the beauty of motherhood regardless whether the child's biological or not biological. Um, Holly, we're talking with Holly Carney here. Uh, her new book comes out in December. Holly, what is the most important message you hope to get out there with this book? I know you talked about, you know, how you can, how this book can help people, but what's the most important message you're trying to get out with this book? Well, there are two things. The first is focus on the child. Change the child's life. Love the child. Um, do not focus on adult issues. It, it's inconsequential in the life of a child. The focus should be on the child completely, what's best for the child. And, and the most powerful message is love is all-inclusive. Love changes things. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love begets love. And you just have to keep pouring out that love, and it will bear good fruit. Now, you, you all were showing me some of the illustrations before them. I must say they were, they were really good, a lot of good pictures in there. Can you talk about, you said this illustrator has a, a nice background. Can you talk a little bit about that? I would love to talk about him. His name is Chad Thompson, and he lives in Florida, actually. And he worked for Disney Orlando, and I think still does for many different projects. He um, is the illustrator with Cars, Mulan, Lilo and Stitch, um, I think Brother Bear. He has an incredible um, resume. And so my pictures in the children books, children's book are just indicative of those wonderful um, movies we've seen through Disney. He's just exemplary. Yeah, those pictures look incredible. Uh, he, I can only do stick figures, so the fact he, that he brought, yeah, he <laughs> truly captured, um, not even knowing our oldest son Luke personally, he truly captured him in these illustrations where Luke's uh, little brother and sister were laughing. That's Luke's expression. I mean, he just really brought the story to life. All right, so. The, the, the most important question is, so where can people uh, get the book once it comes out in December? That's an excellent question. You can find it on wickednot.com and order it off our website in December when it's um, released. Now, on the website, there's not just the book, right? There's other stuff you can purchase as well, That's right? That's true. We have um, a t-shirt line right now. It's our first tier. And our brand is kind of black mm -hmm. with white font. You know, to, it's that whole evil message that we're changing and bringing into the light. Um, all the t-shirts say, not all stepmothers are wicked. And the men's shirt has WN on it for wicked not. Okay. So even stepfathers can jump in the game. Okay. We have candles, which are symbolic of um, bringing this into the light, the darkness of the the wicked stepmother into the light and we have candles that say apple mom because if you read when you read my book the um, stepmother is not just a stepmother she's an apple mom and she brings nourishment to the child spiritually and physically in in all ways and so there's um, NFL bags that say apple mom not all stepmothers are wicked and we also have a jewelry line that will be ready to go in December
Great. So plenty of stuff. Go yep. on wickednot.com to buy the book. And, oh, uh, and one more. Okay. We produced a song. Um, my dearest friend, Tim Foley, he plays eight different instruments. He's had his own band for years. He sings the song. Um, Wicked I'm Not, and it mirrors the story of the book. And I chose a male singer to be sensitive to the bio mom, as I am also a bio mom, and have just a third party singing to the child about how much I just want to love you and a family together will be. And this the song is called Wicked I'm Not. And so with each book, there are four right now in the series, there will be a song produced to go with each book. Okay. Very cool, very cool. And also, uh, fans can meet Holly and John. You can listen to Holly read from her book and get both of their autographed pictures on Monday, November 17th at 10 a.m. at the Palm Tree Playground in Metairie. That's Holly, Carney, and uh, you both have a very good weekend. Congratulations to John on the induction, and uh, enjoy your time here this weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Sean, back to you. All right, Daniel, thank you very much. Big weekend, as we mentioned, for the Carneys. Uh, John, of course, will be inducted into the Saints Hall of Fame uh, this uh, weekend, and the uh, 26th annual Saints Hall of Fame luncheon has uh, a spot for you. If you'd like to attend that, uh, here are some of the details. It is Friday uh, at Chateau Country Club out in Kenner. Uh, Aaron Brooks will be there, of course, because he's also being inducted. Uh, the cost of the luncheon is $60 per person, or if you want to get a table of 10 together, it's $600. Um, and you can get uh, a lot more information and uh, a link uh, to the both the Hall of Fame induction luncheon and the annual All Saints Night Gala through Ticketmaster. The gala, by the way, is Saturday night, 6 to 10 p.m. at Club 44 at Champion Square. That's $75 ahead, and uh, they'll have a lot of food and fun there. Uh, not only the music uh, and the atmosphere and, the of course, the Hall of Fame inductees, but I think some 26 different restaurants and caterers are coming together for that event on Saturday night. Good stuff. There's I have the list, actually. Um, and I don't see one on here I wouldn't want to eat from. <laughs> They're all good. They are all really good. Daniel, even Krispy Kreme is on there. Yes. Um, and that's, I mean, oh, gosh, let me just go through some of these names here. Let's see. Antoine's, Acme Oyster House, uh, P.F. Chang's, Chateau Cafe, Copeland's, Coyote Blues, Don Seafood, Impostados. I mean, there's a ton on here. Anyway, should be a great event. Um, and again, we'll speak with John Carney and maybe even hear from Aaron Brooks on Black and Blue Report later in the week. Tomorrow on Black and Blue Report, we do know this. We're going to hear from The Voices. It's our visit with The Voices on Thursday. Dan Hort of the Cincinnati Bengals, Jim Henderson of the New Orleans Saints. will also hopefully be recapping a Pelicans win over the Lakers tonight. And, uh, and we'll cover the Saints news of the day as well. So it'll be a good Thursday as always right here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We're off to get ready for the game tonight. Hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll see you on the radio tonight or on the television. Fox Sports New Orleans is carrying the game. Otherwise, it's yours on the Pelicans Radio Network. And uh, again, I'll remind folks, if you're having trouble getting a signal or don't have the radio with you, you can uh, get the game broadcast now very clearly through the Pelicans app. I wonder if you can listen to the game through the app, and play Quest for the Coast presented by Chevron at the same time. Probably. Anyway, we'll check that out tonight as well. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. Thanks for joining us, as always. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. 
Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.